0: in Friends in the Morning, live from Israel, 77 WABC. Great Rick James, and uh, there must be something going on. My man Rick be dead a long time. My man Rick once stayed up seven straight nights after doing a little yayo, if you will, some cocaína. But uh, he dead. Is it his birthday today, Lewis? or Just, uh, heavenly birthday? Birthday. He's been dead quite a while. Yeah. How to... old would Rick James have been today if he stopped doing coke? If he stopped, I think 72 to 76. 76, okay. Before we get to uh, the great Curtis Sliva, who people love all over the world, I just got this text from my dear, dear friend, Bo Needle. He said, hey, Sid, I've been listening to you every day since you started Monday in Israel. I'm so proud of you and the support you are showing for our relatives and friends in Israel. You bring the strength that we need to fight. So sad what's going on in our police department here in New York City. Safe travels home. I love you, Bo. And, Bo, I love you, too. And I was reminded, because I've got all this cool merch, you know, wearing all these, you know, Army shirts and got my name on it, Israeli flags and American flags, and we've got all that at WABC. That's right. The WABC store is up, and we've got Israel merchandise on it in memory of October the 7th, supporting this, my trip, our trip to Israel. You can purchase our new Israel-themed merchandise at wabcradiostore.com. Folks, go do it. Come on, man. Uh, The money goes to uh, good spots, wabcradiostore.com, supporting this trip, this epic trip on a fourth and final day to Israel. And a guy that has been great every day, he's got a wealth of knowledge, not just Brooklyn or Manhattan, but Israel as well, also standing by four hours a morning, is the icon, the legend, the all-time great Mr. Guardian Angel, and, of course, a tremendous radio host at WABC as well, my dear friend Curtis Sleever.
1: Good morning, Curtis. How are you, pal? Uh, I've had better days. I'm staring at at that full-page ad uh, that uh, John and Margot Kaczmatidis took out in the New York Post last week for your departure at the top banner, it says... Sid Rosenberg carrying WABC's message for world peace. And ever since that day, where you proved you are, in fact, an old man of 57 broken down by sharing a tuna fish sandwich with Justin Ellick. Yes. That's a
0: true story That's a true story. Yes.
1: Let me tell you something. I've been listening to you, and it's almost like, F that. To the enemies of Israel, we're going to put you on the Paradise Express and zoom you right on up to Allah's side. Uh, we'll have to take back your Nobel Peace Prize, Sid. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me just say
0: this. It's funny you say that, because when we had the meeting and came up with that, I think what the, the post uh, meant was, eventually, Curtis, <laughs> eventually, we want world peace. Right now, it's not about that. You're right. Right now, it's about eradicating an enemy killing them, killing them at every opportunity. You just heard Eve Harrow is a brilliant lady, and she wasn't effing around, and she speaks for every Israeli. So, yes, to your point, you're so smart, Curtis. Inevitably, we want, or down the road, we want world peace, but right now it's about wiping out a sick enemy.
1: Well, let me tell you something. It's too bad you didn't have a chance to go up to the Golan Heights and meet with my very dear friends at... I met and sat down and had tea with and long discussions. The Druze, the Druze are an amazing people because up in the Golan Heights, they have to face off on the opposite side. Lebanon and Syria are their own peeps traditionally, and Druze don't try to convert. So basically, hey, you better not marry outside of the uh, Druze tribe or it's an honor killing for you. You get the message there, Said, <laughs> stay within your own. They love Israel. They're in the military for Israel. They battle some of their own people who are across the border in Lebanon and Syria. And, in fact, there are just as many Jews in the Golan Heights as there are Jews. And I know your very dear friend Eric Adams had said back in 2021 when he was running against me and he was calling me an anti-Semite, you know, don't vote for this guy because when I f- spend my final days I want to go to the promised land, Eric Adams said, and buy a plot of land in the Golan Heights. I have just a spot for him. When you're up in the Golan Heights, about a third of it is Syria, the other two thirds is Israel, but there's a minefield that separates both countries. How about giving him some cheap real estate right there? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, come on. Well, he couldn't find funny. the Golan that's Heights funny. on a map. Well, you know who can? A
0: guy that you never say nice things about, and I always do. In fact, he'll be making his return to this show next week. He was the guy, Curtis, that recognized the Golan Heights as part of Israel, my dear friend, Donald J.
1: Trump. Yes, and in fact, let me mention... That that might be the appropriate place for Eric Adams when after after basically taking shekels from stupid Jews who contributed to him. Oh, he wants to retire in the Golan Heights. I don't know if you're aware that Bibi Netanyahu, I think it was 2018 or 2019, actually set aside a piece of land in the Golan Heights, and you know what they named it? Trump Village. Yeah,
0: baby, Trump like Heights. in Coney Island, that's right. Yeah, you you remind me, you know, you remind me of Donald Trump. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to make it local. So here you are. You want to put uh, the mayor Eric Adams on a minefield, right? And you, you know, you still have this really strong loathing for the mayor, but I'm going to compare your situation to Trump in this. For a while, Ron DeSantis was the guy that was kind of the thorn in Trump's side till it became very, very clear that DeSantis couldn't compete. And eventually, Donald Trump stopped talking about the sanctimonious. In fact, now he says nice things, and now he wants to knock out Nikki Haley. Very similar to you. Your to DeSantis is Eric Adams. He's the guy that you go after every day, just like Trump did. But what you should know is that Adams is already DeSantis, and the Nikki Haley in this conversation is Andrew Cuomo who right now leads Adams by 35 points and is pretty much telling everybody he's going to run. So when will Curtis Sliwa take the bullseye off of the lame duck mayor and start to worry about the guy that today would win
1: easily? I can't because I got your back, Sid, and you're so hopelessly naive. I went back to... But well, what was predominantly all-Jewish at one time, Brownsville, never ran, never will, when Murray Incorporated, your guys, Lepke and Gura, uh, ran that place. And the mayor had a community meeting on Sutter Avenue. It's all black black now and some Hispanic. And apparently there are two deputy mayors uh, on his staff that were there. are upset with you, Sid Rosenberg. Really? Because you keep talking about Andrew evilized Cuomo. Well, you got some mending of the minefield fences to do when you get
0: back. I think it's a lie. I'll tell you you why I think that. Because just two days ago, unprovoked, I'm in Israel, I'm not talking to any politicians back home. Two days ago, I heard, a new number by the way, from the mayor. Of course, it's his burner phones. No, no, no. Well, but if he was so upset with me, like his deputy mayors are telling you, he would not reach out to no, me no, now, would no, he? No, no, The
1: deputy mayors didn't tell me. They would not let me in that community meeting. But one of our great listeners, who happens to be an African-American woman, yeah. asked the question. Uh, what do you think about WABC? This is to the deputy mayor. The mayor was too busy, you know, doing his propaganda. No, no, who was
0: this person, this deputy mayor? What's this person's name? No,
1: it's two women. Two uh, women. What are I'll, their names? I'll relate that to you upon your return. <laughs> okay,
0: go ahead, go ahead. Because
1: I know you're going to be extraordinarily upset. But I'm upset at the mayor. With that beat down that the But Wait cop- a second. What did these deputy
0: mayors say when they were asked the question, what do you think about WABC?
1: Damn it. They said to the woman who listens to us religiously, you, me, the whole lineup, said, We're disappointed in Sid. He keeps talking about Andrew Evilized Cuomo. I'm not going to leave it at that. are disappointed
0: in me. But, but wait a second. Wait a second. I'm not telling Cuomo to run. I didn't tell Cuomo, hey, try this. The are disappoint- You know what happens? When you start to feel the pressure, right, when you're in a corner, you start to lash out at everybody else. All I'm doing all I'm doing is talking about rumors that are quickly becoming fat. Don't get mad at me. I didn't tell Cuomo to run. All I'm doing is stating what I'm hearing on the streets. By the way, what are you mad at me,
1: by the way, it was my poll that indicated that you were wiped the floor.
0: That, I, I I didn't even know he was thinking about it. It was Sliwa who showed me that poll. And, by the way, since then, to the credit of Curtis Sliwa, I have heard that he is, at the very least, considering. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at him. Right. Go hey, out look, there right now and fight.
1: You know how tribal it is. Well, now, let me give you an example. All day yesterday, we had a number of officials decrying the beatdown that the Venezuelan gangbangers, illegal aliens... Welcomed in by Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, given all the amenities that we as citizens don't even get at our taxpayers' expense. They all railed against him, lock him up, throw him away the key, put him on Rikers. Oh, oh, hold
0: on, hold on. Are you telling me that when Chief Shell, who I thought did a great job yesterday, he's been on this show two or three times, I like him, are you telling me Chief Shell was being disingenuous? No,
1: but I'm okay. saying, how come we didn't hear from the mayor? Oh, oh, you he didn't hear from the mayor. And by the way, even Huckle said deport them. Where's Eric Adams? His friend is Alvin Bragg. He's got to attack Alvin Bragg. It's Alvin Bragg who turned them back into the streets. And you know, he never names and shames Alvin Bragg. Admit it. Admit no, he doesn't. It. Not only does not name
0: and shame him on this show, I've got audio, Curtis What? During Right before Daniel Penny was indicted by a grand jury, which is disgusting, of Eric Adams saying, hey, i say one thing about Bragg, he did a very thorough investigation, he does his work, and then, not long after that, took a smiling picture in the streets with that douchebag Alvin Bragg. Well, remember that.
1: And also, he didn't jump on to let's support them, the bandwagon, because remember, he doesn't want to work with ICE. He, it's ICE you have to turn him over to, and they would ultimately deport him. They have two centers, one on Vesey Street, one in Elizabeth. He ha- he's he been quiet because he does not want to condemn his friend Alvin Bragg, who, remember, is a fellow graduate of his from the National Action Network of Hate, Al Slim Shady Sharpton Storefront up there on 145th Street in Harlem. You know that, said. He should be the one leading the charge. He should be the one said, I invited them in. I made a mistake. I want them deported. I want them deported now. All you hear are crickets from Eric Adams.
0: Crickets. Well, you know, I just had this uh, lady on. She was great. I know you loved her, Eve Harrow, And she's been talking about some of the issues in Israel for a while. And she said to me, quote, there's nothing really fun about saying I told you so. I disagree. I love doing that. But uh, she's actually a, a better person than I am. But uh, to your credit, Curtis Lewa, you can say I told you so an awful lot, whether it's the migrant crisis, whether it's the mayor, all these things that have plagued this city, and this is why you're on every day, and Katz said it flat out. If Curtis is lying, if Curtis is exaggerating to get ratings, I'll get rid of him. It has not happened because you from day one can say, I told you so.
1: Absolutely, but to Eve, your guest, I believe she said she was from L.A. Yes, she said she felt safer in Israel than L.A. And you know L.A. is out of control with gangbangers. True. Sure. Uh, and you feel safer in Israel than you do in New York City. That says volumes. Israel. And by the
0: way, I, and not of that. I'm walking around Israel with shirts with Jewish stars, with the Israeli flag. I walked through the Muslim quarter. Those people want me dead. And they gave me some stare-downs, and I still felt safer walking there than getting coffee at 5 a.m. on third hour.
1: And you know why? Because if any one of those guys or gals came up to you and gave you grief and physically attacked you, hypothetically, because I know you, you hit them so hard, their mothers would feel the vibrations. But let's say they tried to jap you. You couldn't see them. There will be ten Israelis that pull out their forty-four magnums and waste them right there because Jews in Israel are tough. They don't take no stuff. They don't surrender. They don't treat like the little pishes and smenjiks here. Oh, please don't hurt me! Oh, I know I'm a Jew. I'll take my yarmulke off. I'll hide in the house. I won't come out. I won't do anything. Oh, my son and daughters and grandchildren. I'm so proud of them. Jews for Palestinians. Jews for Hamas. Oh, oh, they are warm. Oh. They're is so good. I'm. I'm gonna make sure I leave them extra shekels when I die. That's the difference. In Israel, they're tough. They don't have a choice. Here in New York, uh, New Jersey. Oh, it's me. Oh, oh God. Oh
0: God. <laughs> you are so right, Curtis. I gotta tell you, man. You're a hero. You really are a hero. You are. Uh, you've been amazing all four days this week. I mean that sincerely. You're great every day. And I look forward to seeing you back home. And I know you have, you've been there every morning since uh, before 6 a.m. just in case you have some difficulties here technically. But what an amazing four days from Curtis Slewa his knowledge of Israel. And, of course, nobody does a better job when it comes to talking about the issues, the mayor, the governor, New York City, than Curtis Slewa. So I can tell you the, uh, the folks here at JN Nashville lined outside the studio listening to you and enjoyed you all four days. Thank you,
1: Curtis Slewa. Yes. One last thing. We got to give the nightsticks back to the cops so they could give out wooden shampoos to these thugs. And then we can deport them back to Venezuela. Unless they can play baseball. Because, you know, the Mets or the Yankees, they, all can, they can always use another pickup. Am I right, Sid?
0: You are right. The wooden shampoo, as Curtis Leaw puts it. Short break. A lot more to come, including three in studio guests. It's Thursday. The great Bill O'Reilly. Thank you, Curtis Leaw. We'll be back from Jerusalem right after this. 77 WABC
2: Bill O'Reilly here and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. But first. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles, listen up. Car Shield is a low-cost monthly vehicle protection plan now available to you. This protection plan is at an all-time low price. Please call 800-925 7584 for a free quote. Drivers who activate today will also receive free roadside assistance and towing at no additional cost. That is 800 925 7584 right now. On this Thursday, the Super Bowl this year will once again attract more than 100 million viewers and celebrate unbridled capitalism at the highest level. And that would happen even without. Taylor Swift. But the addition of the fabulous pop singer to the Kansas City chief roster guarantees even more viewers who are enthralled by Tay-Tay jumping up and down in the luxury box every time boyfriend Travis Kelsey touches the ball. Now, I like Ms. Swift. She was very nice to my young daughter when the two met on Long Island. I'm glad she's super successful. As far as the cutaways to her bliss during the game, it's better than watching a giant man covered with tattoos consume Gatorade. I do wish Tay would lighten up on the red lipstick a bit, but it's no big deal. I don't know, Mr. Kelsey. He's a great tight end, no question. His association with Taylor Swift has brought him attention. And endorsements. I hope he is grateful to her. Now, some people are annoyed by the Taylor intrusion into the NFL. But as long as he doesn't kneel during the national anthem, it's all good, as the cliche goes. But I'll probably root for the Niners back after this. If you thought booking your timeshare was difficult before, you know it's almost impossible now. For more than a decade, Lone Star Transfer has helped thousands of owners legally and permanently get out of their never ending timeshare fees. Lone Star Transfer guarantees the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. For free, no obligation consultation, please call 855 855- 5517066 or go to lonestartransfer.com that is the morning o'reilly update more analysis later on
3: or email them at info at GaboLaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. GaboLaw, where winning is no accident.
0: This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative.
3: Oh, you're my best 77 WABC. They're the only times I've ever known And I believe there is a time for meditation In cathedrals of our own Now I have seen that sad
4: surrender in my lover's eyes And I can only
1: stand apart and sympathize but we are always what our situations hand us. It's
0: either sadness or euphoria. Greatest Billy Joel song ever. By the way, according to my dear friend Jim Caru, called in the Hall of Fame rock and roll DJ at Q104, called in to wish us good luck before our Israel trip. So Billy Joel, Joel has new music out to today. Realize. I think he's in studio with Kurt. So, Billy, uh, new music. And not moving to Florida just yet. That uh, That's a bit overstated. He's still a New York guy. You know, Bill O'Reilly is going to join me in about an hour, 845. He's he's the big exception of the week, all week long, on any show on this station. He's the best. But I uh, disagree with Bill. I don't like Taylor Swift, and I fight with my daughter, Ava, who loves Taylor Swift. I mean, loves her all the time. And, um, you know, look, uh, I don't care that they show her during the NFL games. I find it to be obnoxious after a while, um, but it doesn't bother me to the point I'm going to stop watching. But of course it's obnoxious. It's annoying. Nobody wants to see that, Bill. But um you know this about Taylor Swift, that she hangs out with the Hadid girls. One of those actually dates... Um, who's that actor he was in? He was in uh, the remake of A Star a Star is Born and uh, yeah. Bradley oh, Cooper. Uh, Bradley Cooper, right. And um there was an, an event where they raise money for Gaza. It was a comedy event to raise money for Gaza for the bad guys, not the Israelis. (laughs) Now we got to it at least. Okay. And guess who went to the event (laughs) all happily? Taylor F. Face Swift. Maybe Bill knew that. I doubt he did because if he did, there's no way, no matter how his daughter feels, he'd be okay with that. No, she's not a good person. Wow. Okay. She's out there every day with the gay stuff, the transgender stuff. She's part of the whole woke issue in this country. She's a cute girl. She can sing. Shut up. Do what, um, my friend Laura Ingram once said. Shut up and sing. But to take <laughs> part with the Hadid sister in a comedy event for Gaza, spitting in Israel's face, I can't stand Taylor Swift. How about she's, Bradley Cooper, though? I mean, what a shame. Bradley Cooper's a jerk-off, too. Oh, she's plus. He's no, also just, no good. She's I a know, big... Now you bu- sh- can't watch
1: any of his movies. No. And she's a big Biden person,
0: too. Oh, oh yes. Gosh, well, she right. she says horrible things about Donald Trump. Yes. Well, uh, right. Now, she's, look She's again, a
1: celebrity, right. Now,
0: Bill's going to say, well, I don't... You know, people are allowed to... And I do, too. I still play Springsteen on this show all the time, and he's as liberal as it gets. Right? I mean, I still say nice things about some liberal people, but Taylor Swift is on the wrong side of every issue, and with this one with the Jews, you're going to lose me. You're going to lose me right away. She's A not A comedy not, effort yep. for Gaza. Right. She's not educated in these areas, that's all. She's, as, she's, then stay out of she, it. Right. That's what she should do, but right, stop showing her during football games. I don't care. She means nothing. It's great. I'm at the NFL. I know they're making money. I know young girls now are watching football games, watching the Kansas City Chiefs. That's true. Merchandising's gone through the roof. They are selling Travis Kelsey jerseys because of this dumb (laughs) biatch. True. This multi, 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 multi multi-spoiled biatch billionaire, whatever she is, millionaire who does nothing, nothing good for anybody outside of the gays and transgenders. That's it. Although Bernie Kozar tries to convince me she puts money towards uh, brain stuff. I don't know. I, I, I don't care. Definitely All right, that's, polarizing. That's for
1: sure she is. Yeah,
0: yeah. woke everybody up. You
1: know,
0: I got Hillel <laughs> Fold. He's going to be live in Studio Lewis coming up momentarily. Sit in friends
1: in the morning,
4: live from Israel.
1: W-A-V-C.
4: Senator,
3: our, our tools for identifying that kind of content are industry leading. That doesn't mean we're perfect. There are definitely issues that we have. But we continue Mr. Zuckerberg, to it it. I yes, think there are I, a lot that is slipping through. It appears that you're trying to be the premier sex trafficking of site not,
4: Senator. in this oh, country. Senator, that's ridiculous. No, it is Senator,
3: not ridiculous. Uh, you want to turn around and tell these people that? Why don't you take it down? We do take we it down. We are here discussing. We, we, do we need work you to, all it to work than, with than, us. Than, than, no, than, you're not. I, you are not. And the problem is we've been working on this. Senator Welch is over there. We've been working on this stuff for a decade. You have an army of lawyers and lobbyists that have fought us on this every step of the way. You work with NetChoice, the Cato Institute, Taxpayers Protection Alliance, and Chamber of Progress to actually fight our bipartisan legislation to keep kids safe online. So are you going to stop funding these groups? Are you going to stop lobbying against this and come to the table and work with us? Yes or no? Senator, we have a... Yes or no? Of course we'll work with you on, on the legislation. Okay, I mean, the door is to- open. We've got all these bills. You need, you need to come to the table. Each and every one of you need to come to the table.
0: That's a very, very tough. Senator Marsha Blackburn on the Hill yesterday taking apart Mr. Facebook and Mr. Instagram, both of which are on. mind you, Mark Zuckerberg. Now, Lindsey Graham also took them apart. So did uh, Senator Kennedy. They said everything from it's a killing field. Kids are killing themselves because of social media. You are trafficking sex on social media. So my next guest is a tech guy who uh, now lives in Israel and is a huge Israeli advocate. In fact... He makes me laugh because I go to his website, uh, his social media, I should say, often because he's a real big influence in Israel. And all he does is fight. He fights with everybody. It's hilarious. And his name, he's been on the show before, Hillel Fold. Hello, good morning, buddy. How are you?
4: It's great to meet you in person. So yeah, you too. Big big opportunity for me to be here. I love right. it.
0: Uh, thank you. Just move a little closer to that, Mike. There you go. So you're a big-time tech guy, uh, or at least. I'm not sure what you do these days. When you hear some of these politicians in New York, and I agree, I'm on social media. I use it neither for my business. My kids are on it. They're on TikTok, and whether and, uh, uh, well, the, the, the quick thing they take, one of the snapshot, all this nonsense. But I hate it. Even the mayor in New York, Eric Adams, came out last week and said, at this point, you can really call it a public health issue. What are your thoughts on all that?
4: Well, it's a nice segue. We just listened to Zuckerberg on that topic. You know, I think I think that uh, like anything in life, it could be used for good, it could be used for bad, right? I mean, generally speaking, we have this tendency as as human beings to be kind of scared of new things, right? We were every, you know, from, I always say that the tractor, and the tractor was invented. Farmers freaked out, right? So we're scared of new things. And the truth is, you know, social media does bring a lot of damage to society, whether it's bullying and other things, but to kind of throw the... Bathwater, you know, the baby with the bathwater is silly, right? Because I think that, you know, social media has also brought unbelievable revolutions in the world. And really, I think, this is my opinion, that it's net positive for humanity.
0: You do, because as a guy that, again, lives here in Israel, a huge Israeli advocate, that's how I got to know you. And uh, you've been very nice to me, your family, just so you know that. And your brother, of course, an all-time great Israeli hero who died so tragically. A lot of the nasty stuff we see from your enemies, Hamas, for example, all ends up on social media all these tapes of hostages begging to come home they use social media better than most folks in America and it's all for bad for terror
4: you know that yeah and a hundred percent I mean they're yeah they're one hundred percent abusing it um, but you know again the flip side listen my my posts since the beginning of the war uh, are are uh, surpassing at this point half a billion impressions
0: is that right yeah that's
4: a lot it's a lot and um, you know not only uh, you know impressions are, are nice but The question is the impact, right? Are these tweets and these posts really having an impact? And the answer is yes. The answer is I'm getting thousands of messages from people around the world saying to me, you know, I didn't know what Zionism was until I read your tweets, right? And, you know, these are people that have integrity and are willing to listen and willing to discuss. They might not be pro-Israel, but they're at least, you know – People of honesty and integrity. Whereas we know the other side is the, you know, the yeah. people that are yelling at me, Heil Hitler all day long. Those right. guys, like, I can't, I can't, you know, engage with that at all. Right. But the vast majority, at least, you know, based on my anecdotal evidence, uh, the vast majority of the middle group were, you know, just people who are willing to hear and listen. And I think that, you know, many, many people are understanding that what they've been told by CNN and BBC and Sky News is just absolute propaganda.
0: And MSNBC, too, had them. So uh, we'll wrap up this conversation about social media, take a quick break, and bring you back talk about the war. So in the end, even though you admit that Hamas abuses it and others do as well, that uh, for the most part, you would say, in general, social media is a good thing.
4: Yeah, I think it's net, net positive, 100%. But we have to deal with the the issues, you know, the bullying and all that other stuff, the propaganda. It's definitely an issue. And, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the most powerful megaphone the world has ever known, right? I mean, these guys, you said Hamas, but it's not just Hamas. People use this stuff to really, you know, bring... Bad things to humanity, but uh, you know I don't think it's net. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think that's. So did thing. you
0: feel badly for Zuckerberg yesterday when he was getting grilled by all these senators in uh, in America?
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it just the the issue that that drives me crazy is just the, the the stupidity and the ignorance, you know, of these public, you know, representatives yeah. just don't know anything, you know, and oh, he's trafficked. He's would traffic you, would, would you feel
0: or? as badly if you knew that he took a chunk of money? and uh, was a donor for Joe Biden who was helping destroy Israel. Would you feel as badly if I told you that?
4: I mean, it's not even a question yeah. of him personally. It's just a question of, like, you know, presenting it as if he's, like, you know, sex trafficking on Facebook. Come on. The yeah. guy's the CEO of a multi-trillion dollar, multi- hundreds of billions of dollars. Right. He's not, like, looking at every single post. And it's just, right. it shows their ignorance. It's just lack of understanding, you know?
0: All right. Fair enough. That's Hillel Fold. We're going to take a short break. Lewis, come back, continue our conversation with Hillel Fold with Alex Trayman, Yehuda Honigman and the great Bill O'Reilly. Still to come. More with Hillel Fold, Thursday edition of Sitting Friends in the Morning, live from Israel, right after this. Keep it here.
1: Talk radio seventy seven WABC. Boy. This
0: is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Seventy seven WABC. Back here with one of the, uh, the really the great voices and faces Tech guy turned Israeli advocate since the war started A guy that I've been following religiously That's how much I like him and respect him I love him, hello both So one of the things that has really bothered me about this war Is I can go to a pro-Palestinian rally These assholes, these low lives. okay? You like that, don't you? I know you do And I can show them a video of one of our girls getting raped in a tunnel in Gaza. And they'll say to me, like you just said, well, what's your proof? What do you mean? It's not even real. Why is it that, that otherwise smart people, I've got some I even know, are so, so afraid or not ready to defend us and instead would rather hate us? How do they hate us that much?
4: You know, this isn't a new problem, right? We know this throughout history. Anti-Semitism, is the oldest hatred in the world, right? And so, the big question is why, right? And you, the Jewish people have done nothing but good for this world. You look at the Nobel prizes, you know, that, that that Jewish people won. I mean, it's it's completely disproportionate to the tiny, microscopic size of this nation. So, so why do people hate us, right? And you know, I don't like I don't like pulling the anti-Semitism card, but there's no other way to explain it. You know, when you see these atrocities. And the world says, where's the proof? Are you freaking, they, they live streamed it. By the way, not, the- not, just where's the proof, but you're the bad guy. Yes. We're the ones yes. committing genocide. Right. It's, it's, it's beyond, right? It's hard to, so first of all, I'll say that, like, for me, and I, you know, I struggle with this every day. I'm in the forefront of all the garbage, you know, on the internet. And so I struggle with it every day. And I, you know, I tell myself every day, if I look at this war through a, a rational lens, through a human I'll lose my mind. So for me, as an observant Jew, I'm like, listen, I don't know why God does what he does, but clearly, this is something beyond, you know, logic and reason. That's, that's first of all. Second of all, you know, I think anti-Semitism, again, it's not new, but the, the real question I've struggled with this my whole life, why? Why do they hate us, right? So, you know, in Jewish scripture, it's kind of like a, we know that they hate us. But that that doesn't satisfy me. I need Neither. an answer. Right. And so, you know, at the risk of saying something a little controversial that your listeners might not like. Please, I'm light, begging you. You know, by the way, when you do public speaking, that's the way to get the audience's attention. Say, I got something. I shouldn't tell you this. Right. But, uh, <laughs> so I shouldn't say this, but I'll <laughs> right. say it anyway. I think that, you know, you just open a history book. When did anti-Semitism spike in every single empire throughout history? It's the same thing. It's the same script. What happens is there's an empire, and it grows and grows and grows. And as it reaches peak influence, top, top. Morality goes out the window, right? You got, you know, the emperor putting people to fight to their death. You got no gender. Like, it's, we've lost our minds, right? And when morality goes out the window, that empire, that society, they don't want our morality. They don't want old school morality. They don't want us shoving the Torah down their throat. Now, you know, let's be honest. How does the world know that it's you know immoral to murder or to rape? It's from the Torah, right? This is the you know the, the the original morality. And so when they don't want that Torah, that morality shoved down their throat, what are they gonna do? Well they can't go after the creator of the Torah, so what do they do? They go after the messenger. Right? You kill FedEx, you don't get your package. So they come after us. And that's what happens every single time. And what happens next? Is even sadder. What happens next is the Jews come to them and say, hey, don't hate us. We're just like you, Germans. We're just like you, Romans. We're just like you, Greeks. We're just like... Then they say, no, 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 you're not just like us. Let me show you using a tool that we have that you're not just like us. It's called anti-Semitism. And then it goes through the roof, and then we we know what happens next. So that's what's happening now. And
0: almost all of those countries you just mentioned have had a place of history here in this country. I've been to... All these cities and all these places, I see some old Roman architecture that was that was here. I see all these countries you just mentioned, and yet we're still here. You know, uh, the thing, though, that I've really come to notice, because I've never been here before, okay? And it's one thing in New York, I'm there, I wear a T-shirt, I stand with Israel, I'm there for Israel. But you really don't feel it until you come here. Uh, and I admit that now. I thought I felt it the four months before, not even close. But these people... Young guys and girls walking around with guns, by the way, every day. The amount of patriotism they've got for this country, the love they've got for this country,
4: is unmatched anywhere else in the world. I mean, you know that. One hundred percent. You know, I think. Listen, there is a you know Zionist aspect to it, and you know the, the return of the people to our land. That's for sure the case. But let's not forget that the only reason. And let's just be very clear about this. You know, when I was growing up and when you were growing up, we said never again. And we and I believe that. I'm sure you believe it too. But that clearly is not the case. Clearly, it could happen again, except for one difference. Well, is, it just uh, did, didn't
0: it? October 7th.
4: Exactly. But the, the difference is that the world cannot do what they did in every other empire because of the IDF, because of the state of Israel. We, you know, we, of course, October 7th was, you know, a horrible tragedy. But at the end of the day, how we retaliate, how we respond is up to us. We're not at the the mercy of any government. And if we were at the mercy of other governments, well, we know how that ends. Well, well. I mean,
0: you kind of are though, because even Bebe, who was going to lose his job over this, and that saddens me because I like him. But the truth is, something went wrong uh, for, for them to pull off what they did yeah. and really operating in, in right in daylight for months, practicing all these maneuvers and, and rapes. Yeah. Uh, somebody's going to have to pay the price. Sure. But, But he has been receiving a ton of pressure. From this country included, I can't stand Jewish people who are there for Joe Biden and Democrats. We have put an undue and unfair amount of pressure on Bibi and the Israelis during this war. On one hand, we go, do what you got to do, but don't kill anybody. People die during war. So... Not really
4: true. You are receiving a ton of pressure from other governments. Right, 100%. I mean, there's no question that diplomatically, politically, we're under a lot of pressure. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's our decision. When I say our, I mean our leaders. You know, BB or someone else, it doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is how we defend ourselves or the fact that we can defend ourselves is the first time in history. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, people... Realize this is the only country we have. This is, you know, it's, it's, it's comical when you look at the map of the Middle East and the the tens of Muslim countries in this tiny little thing that's smaller than New Jersey. And that's the center of all the news. Like, leave us the hell. Why are you so obsessed with us? Like, why, why is the world even talking about this war? I mean, there are conflicts everywhere in the world that have, you know, infinitely more casualties. Like, there is nothing about this war that makes it so unique except for one thing. Jews. Jews. That's it. That's you know, it. Why, why are they obsessed? Move on, people. Go on with your lives. Do your thing. No,
0: they won't. I mean, and believe me, even in New York, I mean, rallies every day, hell. every day, blocking bridges, blocking tunnels, 5,000,
4: 6,000, 7,000. So, you want an idea for a show of yours? Here's sure. an idea for a show. Let's do it. Go to these rallies with a hundred dollar bills, let's say thirty hundred dollar bills. Yeah. Walk over to protesters and say, What river and what sea? If you could tell me what, <laughs> yeah. what river uh, and what sea, here's a hundred dollars. Well, oh yeah. You. you know what's funny about that? Uh
0: Noah Tishby, you know yeah, who she course, is. Adorable girl, yeah, by the way. Right. She did that. Yeah. She went out uh, to one of these rallies, interviewed these people. They had no idea. No idea. No idea. And, no you know, idea. And, and
4: if you want to go a little deeper, you know say to them, you know, why why is there a Palestinian terror? They'll say, Oh, occupation. So you say, wait a second. So you're saying the occupation caused the terror? They'll say, Yeah. See, so, so before the occupation there was no terror? Well that's not the case. Right. Before there was the state of Israel, there was Arab terror against Jews. So like the ah, whole thing ah. is one big historical fabrication, and it's our job to have moral clarity and to call it out because the rest of the world won't. Well,
0: for you, it's even more personal because for folks who don't know your personal story, you had a brother. Uh, God rest his soul, a hero who died a horrible, tragic death at the hand of the enemy, which has kind of made you into this great advocate and a huge voice, which I appreciate for Israel. For folks who don't know this story, we've got about three minutes to go. Tell the story about your late great brother.
4: Okay, I will. But first, let me let me correct something here because I don't want to call I don't want to call him the enemy. I want to call him what he was. He was a 16-year-old Palestinian kid who was indoctrinated from birth. And who lacked nothing in life? He was not oppressed. He was not. He was a 16-year-old kid. So you have to understand what you're dealing with here. So Ari, my elder brother Ari Fold, uh, was basically shopping for his family a couple of days before Yom Kippur, and a 16-year-old kid came from behind, like a coward, which is what they are, uh, and stabbed him in the main artery in his neck. Ari then uh, chased down the terrorist. Were there any words? Was there any? Just nothing. He just ran up and stabbed him. Yeah, with nothing. You didn't I mean, know who your
0: brother was. You knew he was so Jewish, it. obviously. So,
4: yeah, you knew he was Jewish. And there there are there are some conspiracies that he was targeted, but I don't think that's not the case. The reality is Ari then ran after the terrorist, jumped over a wall, shot the terrorist as he was about inches, literally inches away from his next victim, by the way, a woman named Hila, who had just given the terrorist a falafel. She has a falafel stand there. She didn't know who he was. She gave him a falafel. Three minutes later, he's running after her to murder her. Ari shot the terrorist literally inches away, and she's become kind of full, part of the Fold family since so then. Ari killed him.
0: He didn't kill him. Okay, but he made sure he didn't kill that lady,
4: right? No, he 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 brought him down, you know. He brought, he brought him brought down. He's right. in jail, obviously. Oh but my uh God. You know, at the oh end, end of the God. like you said, he became a national hero of the state of Israel, and um, you know, he left an incredible you know legacy of fighting for the state of Israel online, offline, twenty four seven, and you know, in a way, I kind of feel like I'm shadowing my brother. Of course sport. you are.
0: No, you he is very proud of you. I am. I'm not even your brother. I am. So why not you way my brother? Out, yeah, brother. I am your brother. You're right. Kind of like when I played that song "Home" by Chris Torture. I am home here. Uh, on the way out, then. You know, you said uh, he's not my enemy. He's some 16-year-old Palestinian no, kid who's been indoctrinated. No, but you're right. So so when people all over the world go, hey, man, you got to have some sympathy for these Palestinians. These kids, it's not their fault. And I go, wait a second. Yes, when they're born out of the womb they don't hate, but it doesn't take very long. What are they, in the first grade, second grade, before they start teaching every Palestinian kid to hate the Jews, that to kill a Jew is the greatest thing you can do? So let me ask you this. Is there really any such thing as an
4: quote-unquote innocent Palestinian So I'm going to push back on your premise, okay? I think, you know, we see see how they're indoctrinated. We see their education. But I think the very question is problematic. Why are we talking about this? Did anybody talk about how many innocent Germans were killed in World War II? Or did they realize Germany had to be denazified, period? There are innocent people who died. Now, listen, we didn't want this war. It was brought upon us. Innocent people die in war. It's tragic, but it's the reality. Even having the discussion of how many innocent people, who cares? It's a war. Right. That's it. We dropped two atomic bombs. People died. There you go. End of story, right? Nobody's asking any questions. Nobody asked about the Japanese. How many many innocent Afghans died after 9-11? Who cares? Right. It it needed to be done. That's it. That's war. And it's sad and it's tragic and we didn't want war. We're people of of peace. But the reality is Jewish. Keeps going back to that.
0: Yep. Where uh, where can people find you on online? Because you are great.
4: Thank you. Uh, I mean, X, Twitter is my biggest uh, platform by far. Uh, at Hillsfold, H-I-L-Z, like zebra, F-U-L-D. But anywhere. I mean, just Google my name. And, you know, my website, hillsfold.com. Anywhere and everywhere. Thank you for coming
0: in today. Thank you for helping us with this trip. I know you did, and some of your connections
4: and hotels. And thank you for for just being a, a great voice. Shit, let me say something great to guy. you. Let me say something to you. There are heroes on the battlefield. There are maybe heroes on the internet. And there's people like you. And we, your voice, you don't even realize. You don't even realize how important your voice is. So please keep doing what you're doing because from my perspective, you're a hero. Wow. Okay. I'm going to cry and go home now. That meant a lot to me. Thank you very much. I, I mean it.
0: That. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, man. hello Fold, everybody. Make sure you follow him on the Internet. He's a terrific guy. As you can hear a brilliant guy and a great voice for Israel. And when your voice for Israel, as Halal will tell you, you are a voice for the world. We'll take a short break. Alex Trayman, Bill O'Reilly still to come. More of Sid on a Thursday. And I don't want to